Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating, episode 32. So today, we've got something a little bit different for you, but before I get to that, I want to share the best bite that I had this weekend, (laughs) and uh, so I'm actually working on a new cookbook, which is very exciting, and so I've been going through and looking at some of my old recipes, because the new book's going to be about, like, the most simple recipes, like, how can I make them as simple as possible, and so I've been going through and looking at, like, some old favorites and seeing, like, could I simplify it, and so I made these um, smoky roast mushroom bowls, which just so good. And what I did was like slice mushrooms, toss them with some smoked paprika, roast them in a really hot oven, and then put some eggs in and put them back in the oven so that the eggs roasted, which just is such an easy way to cook them. And then just serve them with some sour cream just to give it a bit of a sauce and some extra paprika to make it look pretty and some roast walnuts. And it was just like, and I had it with some sauerkraut. It was just like flavor explosion, like that combo of mushrooms and paprika roasted together. It's just like, yum. Okay, so the plan for today is I'm going to share a celebration from one of the members of the Naturally Healthy Club. So something a little bit different. And I wanted to, to share with this with you just to get you thinking about like what's possible. So we're in the group, like in the in the Naturally Healthy Club, one thing I really encourage people to do is to celebrate successes and really like look intentionally to see where we're making progress because it's well documented in psychology that our brains have a negativity bias. So we're scanning, we're always scanning for problems, like what could kill us basically, which for evolution has been very helpful in keeping us alive. But when we're trying to change and do work on ourselves, if we're always scanning for the negative, then we can actually feel like we're not making as much progress as we are. And that can, like, we can be demotivated and not keep going, even though we actually have made progress. So one thing that I'm really big on is celebrating successes and really just taking the time to to look and scan for the positives as well. So we recognize what's working and we can do more of what's working and also just to keep going when it does feel a bit hard. One of my members shared this privately and I just thought it'd be a really great podcast episode. And I asked her if she would mind if I turned it into a podcast episode and she's like, absolutely. So so here's just like the lessons that she had. So she'd been working with me about for about two and a half months, I think, at this stage. And these were just like the lessons that she'd come to in that short time of working together. So her first one was planning my weekly and daily meals pays off big time. So it means less stress, less waste, more enjoyment of food and less resentment. So I think that's a huge one. And she's actually using my Simple Meal Plans product as well. So um, it's great to know that that's, that's my evil plan there is working for her. Um, her next thing that she said was that I'm eating less and it's easier to leave food on my plate. So just she's noticed that's just what's been happening. Then another one is you know when I'm upset, she's noticed that it's hard, it's harder to stop eating. And my she calls it my siren brain wants me to eat to feel better. So she's noticed that I spend a lot of time talking to my body so that it keeps the upper hand, not the brain. So that's one thing is the work that we do in Naturally Healthy Club is really learning to tune into our bodies and listen to our bodies to decide 
how much to eat and like when to stop eating rather than getting our brain to like micromanage that, you know, I should be having whatever, I shouldn't be eating so much or whatever. And so it's great that she's noticed, like she's bringing awareness into that pattern that she has that when she's feeling negative emotion, it makes it harder. And that's something else that we we do a lot of work around is like that emotional eating and being able to feel our feelings rather than eat them. But it's great that she's made that first connection of like noticing actually, yeah, when I'm feeling upset, it is harder for me to listen to my body. So that's some really great progress there because awareness is always the first step to anything. Her next one that she said was, weighing myself each day is much easier than expected and I have a tranquility about it. I don't panic um, when the scale goes up, nor do I celebrate too much when the scale goes down. It is what it is as a guide against what I've been eating. So that's one thing that I teach. And I actually have a whole podcast episode on why um, I encourage people and I do it myself, like weigh myself every day. I was really happy to see that this person's like got to that place where it's not this big drama, it's just information. So she's not. And one of the reasons, if you want to go back, I should have looked and see what, what episode it is, but there's there's an earlier episode that I did on weighing yourself every day. And one of the great things about doing it is that it gives you practice every day to not be equating your self-worth with your weight and your, you know, how you feel about your body. Because you know, you're an amazing person regardless of what the number on the scale says. And so weighing yourself every day is a is an opportunity to practice like separating yourself from that and not being like not getting your self-worth from the number of, on the scales. And it seems like this this person's doing a really great job on that, which is awesome. Um, she also said like it's easier to leave food and stop when I've had enough if I plan yummy food. So she had a she must be a bit of a maths mind because she's got an equation here that yummy equals satisfaction. And then she's got satisfaction and joy is greater. No, oh, actually, I can't, I'm not really sure what she's meaning here. But satisfaction and joy is um, more important than the empty scarcity mindset, which means that she can stop when she's feeling satisfied. So I think that was all about um, just when the food's really delicious, it's easier to feel satisfied and it's easier to stop when she feels she feels satisfied rather than if the food is like not so great. Uh, okay. And then we, the next thing she says is like a big one for me is that part of me thought I couldn't change. And then she says, but I have been changing all my life and I just didn't acknowledge it enough. And I stuck to my I'm this, I'm slash I'm that um, without much challenge. This plank slash mindset has been remarkably resistant, but I can feel the change. And this is a common thing that comes up is that people, like whenever we're trying to change anything about our lives, like these thoughts and these kind of vision, the, this self-concept, like how we see ourselves, if I am this, I'm someone who struggles with my weight, I am someone who wants to lose weight, whatever it is, those thoughts and that mindset is really the most important part that we need to change. And it's great that this person's said like, you know, I couldn't change my relationship with food, but now then she's also realized I've been changing all my life. And that's always so true. Hey, because we are always changing. We are always growing. And when we can tune into that thought and tune into that 
idea of like looking at all the other areas in our lives where we've changed and grown, then that makes it easier for us to see the possibility in changing our relationship with food and changing our our weight and our, our health because we are then open to the idea of, yes, I'm not always going to be like this. I'm not, I, you know, it's possible for, for me to do this differently. When I read that, I was like, this is huge. And that mindset change is really the big thing that we're, we're looking for because that's what's going to get you the results. And it's also what's going to make, when you do change, it's going to make it something that lasts. So you know, changing how you see yourself is really the most important thing for sustainable change because you, know, you, you can lose the weight. People do this all the time, lose the weight, but they, don't, they still see themselves as someone who struggles, someone who overeats, someone who's always going to be fat, whatever. And so when they still have that self-concept, yes, you can lose the weight, but then the weight comes back on because you know, something will come up and then you, know, you go back to how you, you we always revert back to our, what our self-concept our of ourselves is. So we need to change that self-concept in order to make the change a lasting and sustainable one. Okay. And then she also said, um, I've lost weight, but it's almost irrelevant to me. She says, I know it is not in a health sense, but it is the behaviors slash mindset of when things are not easy, that is most important to me. So I think that that was really great as well, that she's really focused on the behaviors and mindset and changing those. And it's like, yes, the weight will happen, but it's actually more important to her to feel good around her relationship with food. So I thought that was really fun. And then she finishes off by saying, you know, I feel like this is the first time that it feels like a breakthrough slash a transformation. I didn't think I could ever escape my relationship to food, but now I feel that I can. I just need to put one day at a time with peace, care, and mindfulness, one step at a time. And I thought that was just like such a beautiful way to to end this. It's um because that's what it's all about. It's just like, what can I do today to make the, you know, what are the best decisions I can make today? What can I do to improve today? And if we just focus on like now and and focusing on doing the best we can today with what we've got over time, that's going to compound. And, you know, before you know it, you'll, you'll be in that place where you want to be. Hope you've found this inspiring. And if you'd like to be like my mystery <laughs> mystery member and transform your relationship with food just one day at a time, first of all, I want you to know that really is totally possible for you. And if you'd like to do that work when you're ready to do that work, you're welcome to join us in the Naturally Healthy Club. So it's my six-month group coaching program, which has food lovers working together to all have a healthier relationship with food and be in that place where we're you know, eating well. It's just automatic. It's not this struggle anymore. Um, so with that group, we in, it's a six-month program. We enroll twice a year. So if you're interested, um, for more details, just Google and to go to the invitation page. Um, it's on my blog, which is Stone Soup. So if you Google Stone Soups, which is stone as in a rock and soup as in a bowl of, um, and then just click on the coaching tab and that will take you to the, the invitation page. And it's a really fun group and I would love to welcome you in. Have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. 
It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.